Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Impactful Podcast. I'm GJ, alongside with me, and you get to see him this week. He's above me right now. He is the man, the myth, and truly the great one, Eric. Welcome to the show, buddy. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? Well, we've been uh, away for a few weeks. Uh, one of the reasons was because uh, I had oral surgery, so it knocked me out for a couple weeks. I still sound kind of funny, but yeah, I go for the second part in about a couple months, so I can't wait for that to get this all done and over with. Uh, so yeah, that was the reason for the break. Here we are, episode five of the podcast, and what a week to uh, start back, man. Uh, pretty good episode. We'll go in detail of what happened. Um, before we get into it, uh, is there anything like you want to get out that you can't get out right now? Is there anything at the moment you want to talk about right away? Um, well, it's not really referring to impact, but I do want to say, uh, welcome back to Roman Reigns last night. Yeah. Uh, great news to hear that his leukemia is in remission. So, uh, just, you know, great to hear that and welcome back. Excuse him. He had oral sex for the first time. Wow. Okay. Get him in chat already wow. with the heat. Thank you, buddy. Of course, people that listen to this on the podcast, because even though, Last episode, it's been a few weeks. Last episode was the most downloaded one so far. So it's still going up. I'm hoping the two-week break didn't hurt it. I hope it doesn't. We'll find out. But last episode was our most downloaded episode. So uh, thank you for everyone that continues to download this. And uh, we'll continue to put out the best product we can for you guys, uh, the Impact Wrestling fans. Um, but, yeah, going back to what you're saying uh, real quick, and we'll go on with our show. I'm happy to hear that, too, because someone tweeted what do you want to hear out of Roman Reigns' mouth? Or like, do you want to hear him, oh, I'm coming back to WrestleMania, blah, blah, blah. And I said, all I want to hear is that he's in remission, that he, he beat, you know, he is beating Lukumi again. And that's that's all I want to hear. Everything else I could hear later. Last night, I just wanted to hear that. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I, it hits close to home to me, losing someone to that very same disease. So, like, when he first said that back in October. It like it hit me pretty hard cuz no one, you know, no one's someone that uh passed from that. It, it was a sad thing um to hear it for him, you know, and thank God he beat it, man. 4 months too, which is really good. Shows how strong he really yeah. is. All right, so let's uh it was a sad moment now. Here we go. Let's go right into uh covering Impact Wrestling. Um now the show started off uh, of course, this is the first episode after our cage with the fatal four-way between Brian Cage, Johnny Impact, Killer Cross, and Moose. And we know who came out on top. Yeah, Johnny, uh, well, I was just going to say Johnny Nitro. Johnny Impact came out on top. <laughs> so he came out to start the show. He started by, um, came out to address the fans. He started saying that he told everyone he was going to be a fighting champion. And he has been working too hard. Um, he also told the fans that Ty has been worried about his uh, body breaking down because that he said at his age that the way he's going, it could happen. Uh, then he went, he went on to talk about beating Cross, Moose, and Cage back at Uncaged, and it's time to move on. But Moose didn't want, ha- didn't want to hear that. He came out to confront the Impact champion and told Impact to stop complaining and being a crybaby. Um, but, of course, Moose didn't get much out because then right after that, Cross came out. Um, Calling, uh, immediately calling Moose a betrayer. Betrayer. This was sold in Moose and Cross arguing. Impact sat back and watched the whole thing unfold. 
During the argument, Moose said that he it was his turn to face Impact since Cross failed to capture the title from Impact twice. Uh, Impact then suggested that Moose and Cross to wrestle each other for the chance to be number one contender for the Impact World Championship. Um, first question for you, uh, coming out of that segment, um, it seemed like he was being the shit stirrer here. So, what do you think about Impact playing that role as a crap stirrer for once? I think it was actually, I mean, especially to um, for that angle to actually start the match, it was kind of what was needed to to. Plus, I mean, with that with that angle um, and moves, I I have to give him props. He's he has improved so much in the ring and on the mic, but he's still not where he could be mm-hmm. as far as his uh, mic skills, mm-hmm. um, which they kind of showed in the that promo. So um, I think it was with the uh, the whole Johnny Impact uh, portion of it was needed to get that promo where it needed to go. Okay. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, it, like the whole, it, it was cool seeing that different side of Impact, and it was like a, a comic mm-hmm. version of it, I guess. But um, yeah, it was awesome playing the mind games, getting them to turn on each other instead of you know focusing on him. Um, right. Now, here's the one question I have, because he, he addressed that, you know, it's time to move on. Uh, he gave Brian Cage his rematch, but even though it was lumped in uh, well, with um, Moose and Cross, but do you feel it's time for Johnny Impact to take on a new competitor? And if so, who? If not, then who do you think of the three deserve a shot right now for the Impact World title? Um. Well, I do like the... Um the old school aspect of the long-term booking that uh, impact wrestling has been doing. So I'm not going to say that he just has to move on to a new competitor. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you look at it, Brian cage really hasn't gotten uh, a fair shake in any of the matches um, up to this point. So I think that um, he doesn't really have to move on. Um, and I do actually think that if anyone was to get a one-on-one out of this, it should be um, Brian Cage or I would say Moose before Killer Cross, just because Moose hasn't recently had that one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I agree with you with that. Um, if it was like top two, I would say Cage and then Moose would be next in line because Killer Cross had his couple chances. And like you said, mm-hmm. Moose didn't have his one-on-one encounter. But Cage was kind of screwed with what happened back at Homecoming. So he was getting his rematch, and then somehow Cross and Moose got thrown into it, making it a fatal four-way. They threw themselves in that match. So I would say Cage. And then, obviously, you know, after that, who's more deserving after him? Moose, definitely. He hasn't had a exactly. shot since, uh, what was that? Uh, Arius, wasn't it? Slammiversary mm-hmm. was the last one? And that's yep. Where, it was it, so yeah, it was Slammiversary. Yeah. And that was, what, July? <laughs> the last time yeah. he had a title shot. So, um, okay. Well, let's get into it, because we, we were talking about the segment that led to this match, and that was Killer Cross and Moose. The winner of the match gets number one contendership for the Impact World title. Uh, Killer Cross started the match... Uh, Matching blows with uh, Moose. Killer Cross mm-hmm. gained control of the match after a good shoulder tackle. 
Uh, Moose waited for an opportunity to turn the tables and did when he when the ref tried to hold that cross for a moment, resulting in Moose to getting a low blow in. After a two count afterwards, they eventually met back in the middle of the ring where they started to trade blows again, which was a, a good portion. Uh, that was a good spot in the match. Um, they took the fight to the outside where both wrestlers got in front of the announcer's booth where the champion was sitting with the... Uh, the commentators, uh, they got Impact involved in the match after Cross threw Moose into the ring post. He went over to Johnny Impact and started to argue with him. Cross grabbed uh, Don Callis's hot coffee and threw it in P Impact's face. Uh, Cross then saw Moose was going for a kick, moved out of the way, nailing Impact. Of course, both men go back in the ring to continue the match, and the attack on Impact on the outside angered him so much that he made his way into the ring and attacked both Moose and Cross. That resulted in no contest. There was no clear winner. Um, the funny part of it was that Cross and Moose, they were arguing moments ago, they're battling for number one contender, but at this point, they were teaming up to take on Impact. Um, then Brian Cage came out to save his best friend, ending the segment. Um, uh, oh, and I'm sorry. There was another part. Um, after the match, they cut to... After commercial, they go to the backstage. After the match, Johnny Impact approached Cage to thank him for saving him out in the ring. Uh, Impact said he knows Cage deserves another title shot. And to end the segment, Johnny handed Cage a contract and said that if he helped him take out Cross and Moose, sign the contract, and he would get his rematch anytime he wanted. Uh, my first question for you, Eric, is what are your thoughts about the match all the way up to the segment in the backstage? Um, I think it was a great match, a great back and forth between the two. Yeah. Uh, it it actually was able to showcase um, both competitors. Um, so it was a great back and forth. Um, and then having impact on the mic um, as far as commentary was kind of just kind of added to it. Um, I, and then I did kind of see the, uh, the end coming. Um, because it was more of a um, impact gets involved and is actually um, considered the number one contender. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of saw the whole K coming out helping it, and then I I I kind of saw that coming uh, just a little bit as far as that, and then adding you know the th at the end where they talked and uh, about you know, teaming up to take out Moose and Killer Cross. It kind of, to me, to a certain extent, uh, telegraphed it, mm -hmm. but it was still good in the way that they did it because, you know, um, still with that, Brian Cage still is kind of hesitant to actually uh, go with uh, teaming with Impact to get rid of those two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want a fair chance, you, you definitely want to... Um take them to yeah. because they, that's the one thing they address is that they didn't have a clear uh well they, they could have a match if it weren't you know color cross and moose, moose trying to stick the nose in the uh, business that doesn't concern them um yeah I, as far as the match it was a good match between the two of course it was kind of quick you weren't getting a long match out of them of course you want to no contest do you want to extend the storyline because there's something there after possibly mm -hmm. the brian cage johnny impact match um and like I said, I'm with you as far as like if it isn't Cage after Cage, it should be Moose. So maybe they're setting that up. You'll see the split between Cross right. and Moose yet again. And Moose uh, getting a shot at the title of whoever wins that match, either Cage or an Impact. Um, 
I, I the most important thing is I loved how Impact got into their head because the other it was the other way around. Even though that mm-hmm. Killer Cross called him out in this segment when they're in the ring, he still fell for it. He still went with it. That the, he was blinded by the shot of the opportunity to win, uh, the opportunity to win the Impact World Title, and oh yeah, I know what you're doing, but I still did it because oh I want that title so bad. Um, right. All right, so do you have anything to add before? Oh, actually, the one question I did want to ask, I'm sorry. Um, do you okay. feel that Cage is deserving of the shot at this point? Like, and that was the question, even though what we saw there after the match, and that's the reason I asked that question, because we, we were just discussing that, yeah, it should be Cage. The non-finish, do you still feel it's Johnny Cage? Johnny Cage. Brian Cage. Oh, my God. I was playing Mortal Kombat recently. Mortal Kombat. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was playing Mortal Kombat. But, um, no, I do actually still think that it's Brian Cage. Okay. Um, just to the extent that um, he hasn't ever really gotten that full on uh, one-on-one rematch. If you think about it, every match he's had for the world title since the match where he was screwed has been either a triple threat or uh, a fatal four-way. It's never been that four-on-one rematch with Johnny Impact. So, yeah, I do think that, um, at least for right now, the number one contender is still uh, Brian Cage. All right. All right, so later on after that, um, of course, they cut to a back stage segment with the rascals you know doing what they normally do with this 70 show uh skit which i love um but got saying interrupted the little you know i guess the session you would say and um told them to be real men and to hit off the uh hookah well there was some plan to it because they did not seem didn't look like they were any shape to <laughs> compete in that match mm-hmm. but uh yeah, they're going up a good. Uh, they weren't up to par, but they were going up against a good tag team like the Desi Hit Squad, and it seemed like Gamasin had a plan to try to get his tag team a victory and gain an upper hand over the Rascals, which have been hot as of late. Um, they started off the match. Uh, Raj got the upper hand on Desmond early in the match, and Desi Hit Squad showing both sides the power and the elusiveness from uh, both sides, both uh, Raj and um, I always get his name right. Ro- Get it uh, wrong. Rohit? Rohit? Mm-hmm. Right. Rohit. Rohit. All right. I always mess that up. Um, the combination of the two uh, together mm-hmm. with the quick tags, cutting the ring in half. Desmond Xavier was in a bad spot. And for a good portion of the match, they had control. Eventually, Desmond was able to get the hot tag, but the first opportunity he missed because <laughs> for some reason, Troy Miguel was uh, playing to the crowd. Obviously, that had something to do with the hookah. Oh, can you excuse me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah, it obviously had something to do I'm with sorry, that whole. That, my kid was no problem asking uh, for me to put on YouTube. Ah, uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, Troy Miguel was uh, playing to the crowd. He wasn't, you know, paying attention, um, so he couldn't get that tag. Then, about ten seconds later, he was able to get the opportunity to tag Troy Miguel again. This time, he slapped him in the face by accident, but got the tag. And from mm-hmm. that point forward, Troy Miguel was able to come, uh, did a lot of innovative offense um, to attack both Rowett and uh, Raj. Both, th- uh, but things turned. Um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. On, um, then a barrage of innovative offense ensued on Raj and Rohit. One good spot was the double of 619 on the outside. At the end of the match, Trey hit Rohit with the diving Meteorora. Meteorora. God. For the one, two, Meteor. three. Yeah. God, I can't speak today. Uh, <laughs> first thing is, what did you think of the match? Um, I think it was a, a, a great match between the two. Um, it actually was able to showcase um, good tag, tag team work side. Um, I do also think that the uh, the Rascals actually played well into um, the pre-match segment. Yeah. Um, so I think that ended very well into the match. Um, so I think it was actually an excellent match on both. And it was an excellent way to do um, the storytelling of bringing in what happened in the pre-match segment into the actual actions within the match as well. And it's that storyline consistency that I've been talking about. I even talked about it right. yesterday when I did that pop-up stream where WWE fails to do <laughs> But they, they do it, and that's why I enjoy that. So, yeah, that, that part, dude, it all came together perfectly. And God, mm -hmm. thought he was going to get his tag team over, man, but that plan failed. Rowan and uh, Raj could not finish off the Rascals, and they're still hot since uh, joining Impact Wrestling. Um, now, what do you think? I know you, you said briefly, but uh, thoughts on Gamasin's plan to give his tag team the win? I think it was. I think it was um, a fun angle, and it was a. Um, it was. It was a fart kind of angle because uh, um, I think. Um, it played well into the story of the match. So um, I think it was smart um, because it, you know, it was kind of, okay, this going to do this to give my team the edge. And, and then I think it was fun, especially with the way that the, uh, that the rascals played it into the match. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you one thing, the one thing I love, <laughs> very innovative, everything they do, I mean, the mm -hmm. rascals and, uh, very exciting to watch. And the one thing I will say about them, too, is that they're really good sellers. They really are. And that's one thing that's a lost start in professional wrestling, especially in the indie scene. We talk mm -hmm. about this a lot. And they can really sell it off. And like you said, they were selling off what happened in the segment before with Gama Singh. And, and it, it, you've seen it with Trey Miguel when he was doing the, uh, um, uh, the springboard um, DDT. The springboard DDT, mm -hmm. it showed that he he was a little hesitant because he was a little wobbly. Again, playing off to what happened in the segment before, and then taking the um, and then um, Desmond Xavier, uh, he he showed like he was selling like t when he was taking a beating. I, just their way of selling is really good. That's that's basically what I was saying. Um, right. But yeah, it was an enjoyable match, and Desi Hit Squad too. I mean, they better look out. That very talented tag team, man. They they over they cover both sides of the spectrum. You know, you got the speed from uh, uh, Rowan, and then the strength from Raj. You know, it comes together. Like Rowan is not as big as Raj, but he he's again it, it just works. So you always have the exact right. opposites. So uh, I enjoyed that match very much. All right, so. Now that we're done with the tag team match, right after that, the next big thing in the show was uh, Rich Swan. Did he join the family? The segment started with Rich Swan lying, lying in a hospital bed. Then out of nowhere, Sam McCallahan came in and told Rich to keep quiet so he can say what he needed to say. 
He first apologized for what happened to him for him to uh, for him to be in the hospital. Sammy told Richard that he was proud of him for standing up against him. And he also said that he thought he was one of the best wrestlers out there. But he wants to see Rich live up to his potential. And he finished, even though his family wasn't there for him, but he was always looking out for him. At the end of the segment, a nurse came in and told him only family is allowed to be in the room. Swan then responded by telling the nurse he is family. Sammy remained silent, shook his head in acknowledgement, grabbed an OVE shirt, and put it right on Rich's chest and left the room. Ending the segment. Now, we know the story with the whole OVE and Richard Swan. We know the backstory of Richard Swan. Uh, for people that don't know, real quick, it, uh, you know, Sammy Callahan was the guy that, you know, took uh, Richard Swan under his wing. He was homeless. You know, he, was, he helped him out, got him opportunities, and look where they're both mm. at now. So they brought a lot of the personal aspect into the storyline. Now, we are where we're at now. At the end of the segment, Eric, do you think the past is why he said he they were family? Or do you feel we might have a new member of OVE? Um, I actually think more because of the past, but I do think that it um, there is potential for him to join OVE. Um, I will say that I thought that they were going to take the angle a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that they were going to do possibly the angle of uh, Swan having amnesia and joining um, OVE to find out later, you know, from uh, uh, Willie Matt that he uh, of the history and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I, I thought they were going to kind of lean that way. But this way works as well because it still did not let you know whether he was going to be part of OVE or not. Mm-hmm. I like what you said there with the whole amnesia angle. That would have worked mm-hmm. really well. I like that. <laughs> but you know what? How they went about it too was pretty good because it's still mm-hmm. we're wondering right exactly. now, is he going to be a part of OVE? Or is he going to still stand up against them and say, no, no thank you? Um Either way, I, I can't wait to see where they go with that, with that next. And, of course, we'll find out. Hopefully, he is out of the hospital and well by the mm-hmm. next episode of Impact Wrestling. Okay. Right after that, we had a good match between Eddie Edwards and Eli Drake. It was the longest one of the show, of course. Match uh, started off with uh, them going back and forth. Eddie Edwards was showing his, us his old ways by out-wrestling Eli Drake. Eli Drake early on in the match. After gaining control, Eddie couldn't keep his eyes off of Kenny the Kendo. That distraction resulted in Eli take, attacking Eddie and getting control of the match. They would go back and forth for a good portion of the match. There were a couple of false finishes in the match, though. Eli hitting the gravy train for a close fall, as well as hitting the tiger driver for a close fall. Uh, Eddie went, on to, went out to the outside, really frustrated, and tried to grab Kenny again. After the distraction went against him as Eli dropped Edwards with the burning hammer for another close fall, Drake went, went, for, uh, uh, went for Eddie and Edwards rolled uh, Drake in a roll-up for the win. I'm sorry. Um, real quick, what did you think of the match? Um, I think it was a really good back and forth. It, it This match actually also told the story, so... Um, also always props when they um, do 
storytelling with the in-ring work. Mm -hmm. um, but it was great with the finish because if you look at the finish, as much as Eli Drake has been telling Eddie not to use Kenny, um, Eli's downfall was actually going to use Kenny and uh, he gets, then Eddie gets the roll up for the pancake. Mm -hmm. So I think it was kind of a, uh, uh, it was a great way to tell the story and the ending was actually a great way to finish it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. The whole thing with that is like, obviously Eli wants to get, bring back the old wrestler out of Eddie Edwards. And as mm -hmm. he's doing that and say, oh, stop becoming, you know, stop with the hardcore, stop with Kenny the Kendo. What happens every time Eli gets frustrated? He results in the same thing. So I love that mm -hmm. like, that whole hypocritical angle. Like, oh, I'm gonna, I want you to be the wrestler. <laughs> but I'm going to go grab the, you know, the Kendo stick and use it when I need to. I know he's the heel. That's what they do. But I, I, I just love that aspect that he's trying to bring the old school wrestling uh, out of Eddie Edwards. But. Uh, yeah, you're a wrestler too, but you, you you go down that hardcore route yourself using a weapon. Um, I, I, it was a good over, a good overall match. Um, you're obviously you're going to get a conclusion at the next pay per view, um, mm -hmm. but this was a good first step for them too, uh, and it, it still furthered the storyline. And there was no conclusion. That's the beauty part of this. Um, here's the thing, though. Uh, even though that he got the win over Drake. But do you feel that Eddie Edwards, uh, that this hardcore persona is hurting him in the long term? Or do you feel this might be, uh, you know, eventually he'll find success with this? Um, I don't think it's really hurting him uh, because the uh, it was character involvement because of um, he, if you think about it, he really didn't have much of a his character was concerned after Davey Richards left. Mm -hmm. So I think it was more of a, a, a way for him to evolve his character um, into a different one. Because, uh, I mean, you'll see that he still does have that. Uh, he still does bring out all those wrestlers. Uh, but at times I think it, it, it fits because it actually allows him to evolve his character. Okay. And yes, of course you don't want your character to go stale. You uh, like, mm -hmm. for example, the undertaker, he went from the dead man to an American badass, even though that was short lived, they went back to the dead man after a few years, it was, you know, evolving of a character. Jericho's another one. Look what he's done over the years. I mean, the guy's been mm -hmm. 20 plus years and you've seen all these different variations of a character. And I agree with you. Like, as far as Eddie Edwards is concerned, going as quote unquote hardcore route is just the evolution of his character. Um, but on a personal note, like, do you like the old school, the wrestler Eddie Edwards, or do you like this new hardcore, little disturbed in the head type of Eddie Edwards? Um, actually, I kind of like, I like both. Um, both have different aspects. Um, and both, um, both have pros and both have cons. So I can't really lean towards one or the other, mm -hmm. um, because both show different aspects of what he's able to do in the ring. Um, so I can't really lean towards one or the, excuse me, one or the other. Okay. Um, one thing I'm a fan of I'm more of a fan, I guess this is the days of, you know, living outside of Philadelphia, 
growing up mm-hmm. being an ECW fan. I kind of like the hardcore version of mm-hmm. him because you, you get the wrestler in him once in a while, mm-hmm. but you got the hardcore side, and that that <laughs> I especially love that because I grew up on that. Um, that going on with right. the question is whether it was going to hold him back. I don't think it will. He'll eventually find success, but I guess he has to find that special something that will get him over the top and get him to you know the opportunities, whether it's X division title, whether if it's the Impact World title, or if if he was somehow some way mm-hmm. to find a good uh, tag team partner and uh, go into tag team division. I mean, he is a, a what? How many times? Four or five time mm-hmm. tag team champion in Impact Wrestling. So he's had success as a tag team wrestler. Maybe he'll find more as a. Uh, he is a former world champion too, but uh, right. We'll, we'll see what round he goes. It's just I like what you said as far as the evolution of his character. Um, he's going to find that special something that's going to bring him over to the top. Um, do you have anything to add before we go on to the next segment? No, because well, oh. I think that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay. All right, there we go. All right, we're on the same page with that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go right on to the next uh, portion of the show, and that is Tessa Blanchard. Um, later on the show, they cut the Tessa in the back, arguing with Impact Wrestling Management about getting her rematch for the knockouts title. She was denied of that opportunity. While departing, she was being interviewed by an investiga- investigative reporter, and when she was being interviewed, she said she was being... She was being denied because of what she did to Gail Kim. She ended the interview by saying that she will get her opportunity one way or another. Shortly after the interview, she came out during a uh, Delilah Doom-Alicia Edwards match and attacked both women. Um, real quick, did you, uh, do you feel that she's even deserving of the Impact World Title, or Impact Knockouts World Title? Well, my thing is... Um whether she's deserving or not, tell me one other knockout that's not tied to a storyline right now that would deserve a title shot. Hmm. At this point, I mean, you could lose a... Uh, that's two faces. No, there isn't anyone. <laughs> if there was someone... I mean, because... I wish they could. Think about, well, well, my thing is this. You think about it. Um, Jordan Grace, Kiara Hogan, uh, Rosemary, Sue Young, Allie, all tied to a storyline. Yeah. Um, so what other knockout that appears on Revit besides, I mean, does that allow room to move into that spot? Because the only other knockout that has is um on a regular basis is alicia edwards yeah and she's not a top contender right now so um and i think it's just it's again i think it's that long-term booking where even if the few goes away for a little while it's still gonna be there okay so um do you feel though that like sorry do you think she should focus on Gail Kim first, though? I mean... Um, no, to... I don't. I think um, I think what they're going to do or what could be done is um, she ends up with a match against Gail Kim. Mm-hmm. And the result of that could be her earning another title shot. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the way that they could go. 
Um, so I don't think that she should just focus strictly on Gail Kim, because if she focuses strictly on Gail Kim, then she loses sight of the title. Um, and like I stated, um, other than the ones that are already tied to a title match, there's not many unless they bring somebody in from outside that are going to deserve to be in a title match right now. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, and I like that aspect, like if she was to go up against Gail Kim, she is a part of impact management. And the fact that if like, hey, you could beat me, you get your shot, plain and simple. Mm -hmm. uh, I do like that. That's pretty cool. Um, but as far as like, I, I like how Tessa came about this. I mean, it's like you're being told no. You could say that she's being a spoiled brat, but if you want an opportunity, you do whatever it takes to seize that, you know, to get that opportunity. And if it's the show management, like, I'll rough people up to get what I want. I kind of like that rebellious attitude, and um, I like well, what Tessa did with that. If you think about it, though, um, and I understand, like, where you say it could seem like the spoiled brat thing, mm -hmm. but if you think about it, in my opinion, it's not really easy being the spoiled brat what she's tied into her character recently which is the old school four horsemen yeah um you know even as far as going back and forth um and you know speaking with charlotte and things like that on twitter um so it's played into her character um so i would say that um it's not I would say it's more a horseman mentality um, that she may be taking on than the uh, throwing a tantrum and not being able to do what she wants to do. Oh, okay. It's I think it's more of that horseman. If you don't give me what I want, I'm gonna take what I want. Yeah, and I like that old school style, man. It definitely works. But uh, I'll give it one second. Hold on. Let's go right into, uh, do you have anything to add to that before we go on to the uh, main event of the evening? Nope. Okay, let's go right into it. The main event of the evening, Lucha Brothers getting their final, uh, defending the titles to LAX. It is the quote-unquote final encounter. Is that true? We'll find out. Uh, it was it was billed as that. Uh, LAX got aggressive early in the match by attacking the champions on the entrance mat ramp. They uh, worked their Lucha Brothers around the ring. They sent Phoenix and um, <laughs> Penta uh, to the to the I'm sorry, ring post and uh, still steps. They continued with outside attacks going into the final commercial of the show. Coming back from commercial, Ortiz and Phoenix exchanged blows uh, for a good portion of the match and went back and forth with innovative tag team maneuvers. Uh, towards the end, LAX made an uncharacteristic mistake. This resulted in the Lucha Brothers gaining the upper hand. That resulted in setting up for the finisher and getting the one, two, three. And there you go. There you have it. Lucha Brothers retain the Impact Tag Team titles. At the end of the match, Conan came into the ring, congratulated the Lucha Brothers for retaining. Conan then asked Ortiz and Santana to do the same thing. After a brief hesitation, LAX reached out their hands for a handshake. The Lucha Brothers didn't shake their hands. That was on LAX attacking the tag team to, uh, champions. And while on the ground, LAX stole their mask. And just like that, the show ended. 
I gotta ask you this. It was only like a 12-minute match, but what did you think of the match? Um, I think it was a good match. I'm not going to say it was great because it looked, it seemed a tad bit slower than their previous matches. Um, you could tell some of the spots weren't as crisp as previously. So I'm going to say that it was a good match. It was good. Uh, well, um, it was definitely back and forth. There were great spots, um, but it was a tad bit um, underwhelming slightly compared to what they've done previously mm -hmm. um but with that being said it was a great way to um to end supposedly end the feud because i think there's going to be at least one more match mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that um it was a great match for for what they were doing um because it also allowed time for the the finish of the show mm -hmm. um yeah there I do like how they, 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 it's obvious, they're not going to end it. But going back to what you were saying, that it was kind of like slow. Do you feel like the injury from Phoenix, because apparently he injured himself recently in the indie show, do you feel by any chance that had something to do with it? Because it was right about the time of the taping when that occurred. I think that was possible, but I think some of the spots weren't even um, involving. Oh, so you think, you're, you're talking about the other um, spots it, as well. Yeah, I think okay. there were some some of the spots like that sequence um, towards the middle, late part of the match um, with both LAX in the ring with uh, Pentagon alone. Mm -hmm. um, I think that kind of was a tad slow um, as if it was just kind of off that night. Mm -hmm. um, and which, I mean, I know everybody has an off night, so... Yeah, it was just it was just a tad bit slower than what we're used to with this with the end. Um, like I stated, that's not to say that it wasn't a good match. Um, I just don't think it was as great as their previous matches. Okay, yeah, it it, it did seem like it was a little off, but um, it was still entertaining for me. Um, mm -hmm. Even with them two being off, it was still an entertaining match for me. But get them Jones yeah, the chat, exactly. Which, he said, I think it was more of a story builder match. Obviously, it was. Even though, like it said, it was built It was built as the final encounter. Yeah. After what happened, I doubt it's going to be the final encounter. Like, you think <laughs> Lucha Brothers would be like, yeah, you took a mask. It's okay. You took our identity away. We're fine with that. We're, we're just going to move no. on. <laughs> and I think, because I honestly think that what's going what's gonna to result from it um, yeah. is going to be a grudge match that could be um especially with um the lucha brothers recently signing with um with AEW yeah. um it could end up resulting in a loser leaves town kind of match yeah well i don't think it's exclusive that they confirm that that it, it they didn't but um there's going to be the i mean you're going to it's just gonna we're gonna have to see because again you don't know what's gonna happen between now and um you know because uh the aw pay-per-view coming up very soon yeah may 25th so, yeah yeah so uh -huh. it's just kind of not knowing where it's gonna go between here and there 
because it may be, you know, or even maybe just one of those where it may be an angle where somebody gets storyline kayfabe injured or whatever to give them time off to go do the AEW pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I, I can see what you say with that. Um, one thing, I hope they don't drop the titles that quick. I, I don't hope they I hope they keep it for a while because Lucha Brothers to me is probably one of the best tag teams out there right now. LAX is obviously mm-hmm. top five for me right now. Um, but overall, it, loser leaves town. I hope it doesn't come to that. I really don't. I hope they both stay. And again, I don't mm-hmm. think the Lucha Brothers are exclusive to AEW. They also want Lucha Brothers won. Um, uh, there was another tag titles as well as LAX. They just won tag titles in another promotion. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, we'll see where they're going with it. But obviously, this wasn't a final encounter. Obviously, it will probably exactly. be United We Stand or a pay- the pay per view after where they're going to uh, resolve this. Um, so yeah, we got what you thought, and then that was my next question. So you pretty much already answered that. But uh, yeah, I mean. Well, I guess we'll see where they go with that. Um, and it, mm-hmm. it's been brilliantly written, this whole angle. Because, like, Conan, from the start, wanted just to be a friendly matchup. A friendly, mm-hmm. a friendly uh, uh, contest. It it got personal now. And it really did when you take the identities away of the Lucha. You know, the Lucha exactly. Group. When you take their mask, that's their identity. And now it just mm-hmm. really got personal. Um, so I can't wait to see where they go from there. All right. Um, do you have anything to add before we go on to the end here? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, like I stated, I think I, I totally agree with what Gidham Jones said because I think that this was more of, even though it was a tad bit slower, like I stated, I think it was more of a setup for what's going to happen later on down the line. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and again, we'll see what happens with that. Um, so after that was the conclusion of the show, so let's go right into it. Um, at this point of the show, we rate the overall show from one to five. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we both had really good ratings for the last show before uh, we took the couple weeks off. Um, what would you rate this show from one to five this week, this past Friday? Um, I would give this show uh, a three five. Three five. Oh. Um. Just because it it kind of there um, some of the some of it has kind of cooled down just a tad, but I think that they still um, have kept the momentum of what they've been doing. So I think it it has slowed just a little, but I think that um, it's still keeping every keeping the storylines going and things like that. It's just ne- wanting to know and wanting to see where they go with it next, um, because like you, like we said earlier, there's ways that we think that they could have went, and so now it's seeing where they take it next, so that we we can see how it unfolds. And I think I believe this week we are in agreement as far as uh, the rating of the match, because I, I go or the show I give it a three point five as well. Like you said, it, it's that. With Rich Swan and OVA and Sammy Callahan, what's going on there? Um, LAX, Lucha Brothers. You thought it was the end of the, uh, you know, 
end of the feud with them mm-hmm. too. Obviously, that's not going to happen. I think they did a great job continuing the stories, making people wonder, more, you know, what's going to happen. There's no spoilers. There's none of that crap out there. We're sitting here wondering. Here it is, Tuesday afternoon, where we're at. Um, Tuesday afternoon, and we're still wondering what's going to happen. There's nothing mm-hmm. out there that's going to tell us otherwise. We got to wait till Friday. So I'm with you. Three point five based on that. Great matches. Uh, I think the weakest one out of them was obviously the women's one, but that was the builder on the story as well. Um, right. So overall, was, I liked it. I enjoyed the show. All right, mm-hmm. let's go right into the final segment of the show, and that's what we call the impactful three of the week. This is our rankings for the Impact Wrestlers. Um, you want me to uh, take the helm this week to start it off? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. Uh, the Impactful three of the week, this is who I have. Um, number three, the Rascals. Really good match. Uh, obviously, Gamasane tried to, you know, knock him off base with the hookah, but they prevailed <laughs> knocking off one of the good tag teams in Impact Wrestling, the Desi Hit Squad. They get number mm-hmm. three. Number two, Eddie Edwards. Well, if you're wondering, like, how did I put Eddie Edwards at number two? Well, being someone like Eli Drake, that's a big that's a big victory. Not only with that, he did it cleanly. He didn't need Kenny to Kendo with this one. And the fact that he beat him cleanly, that's at number two. And of course, number one, even though it wasn't the strongest match, but to me, it was a really good match still, despite that. Lucha Brothers get number one. They're my impactful wrestlers of the week. Uh, knocking off LAX and uh, retaining the title. So we're going to see what goes on from there. But they're my number one pick this week. All right, what do you got, Eric? Um. Okay, so I will start off. I, our number threes were actually the same. I'm going to start off with, um, with the Rascals because I think that they did such a great job of tying the pre-match um, segment into the actual match and um, keeping the match involved, keeping the match entertaining and everything else as well. Um, so I'm going to go with them as number three. Uh, I actually am going to go with Tessa Blanchard at number two. Okay. Um, because I think that she has just played into that character and how she's playing it so well recently. Um, and what she did on Friday night was just, you know, it's one of those things where she keeps ele- she keeps constantly elevating that character. Um, and then my number one is basically similar as well. It's going to be still be um, the all four of the participants in the main event. So it's going to be the Lucha Brothers and LAX ah, because okay. the match, even though it wasn't on par as far as the spots and the the speed and the the fluidity of the match yeah it was um like we said it was a great storytelling match and it led to the post match segment so i think that um carried it as well so um there the all four members are actually my number one all right nothing wrong with that that's pretty good all right yeah the only i mean I, I would I, I didn't even think about that. I should have put Tessa in there. But I was thinking of the good matches and I, I kinda skipped that. Mm. I'm actually kicking myself in the ass now and then you put that in there. <laughs> All right. Well, that is the end of the show, everyone. Thank you for tuning in again this week. And 
for people that listen to this in the podcast form later on, we we appreciate you continually downloading the episodes, listening to them, spread the word, word of mouth. That, that that's what makes this thing grow. And like I said, the, the recent episode that we recorded before this one was our best or most downloaded episode. So uh, let's keep that momentum going. Thank you so much. So for people that um, that are watching us live, and if you can't catch us by any chance uh, every Tuesday, you can listen to us on iTunes. The episodes are usually uploaded uh, Tuesday afternoons. So it usually doesn't take long. We put them on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor FM, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and now Podbean. And for people listening to us on podcast forum, um, you can watch us live when we record these episodes on Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, and Periscope under the name Go Home Wrestling Show. And when we're not live, you can follow us on Twitter. He's at the great the gr eight one triple nine the great one ninety nine nine nine, and we're at the new. We uh, updated our uh, Twitter handle. We're at Go Home Wrestling, no longer at Wrestling underscore Go. So now we're under Go Home Wrestling. Um, and come back for more. <laughs> Get him, Jones. Want more heat in the chat. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> thank you, Jones. And uh, thanks for everyone that's tuned in today. Uh, we'll be back next week with a whole new episode of the Impactful Podcast. And for people in here, uh, make sure you catch us on Thursday where we record the new episode of the Go Home Wrestling Show, t- talking everything uh, WWE. All right, we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in. And I'll leave the final words to you, Eric. Peace. <laughs> All right, later, everybody. <laughs>